you can be the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Let's break something down. You got big guy. Did Reavers, is Reavers talking to me? Did yes, he, sir. Did he say something to me? Oh, I'm sorry. 83 degrees. Oh, 83 degrees. We warmed up a bit. Wow, 83. All right. Okay. All right. Correct that. Let me get it here. I'm going to ask you a question. Do Lieutenant Dan. Uh, this week alone, we've had two stories in which a, a policeman was accused of racism during a traffic stop. Yes. Right? We've 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 done both those stories. Yes. Uh, in the first, a South Carolina woman claimed she was bullied by a racist cop who threatened to pull her out of her car. But when that officer's body camera footage was released, it told a completely different story, as we documented. Mm-hmm. In the second incident, which we discussed yesterday, that involved the Reverend Jared Moultrie, a South Carolina NAACP president, claiming he was racially profiled during a traffic stop. And uh, he wrote about it on Facebook, all of that being uh, extraordinarily fictional. Uh, why the only thing that he was right on with is he was stopped. Why didn't that make the news? And I'll give you an example. As I, as I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break something down for you on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life. You're making me take inventory, and I have not, I've watched the news, and I have not seen those stories but on you're not, the news. You're not going to. There's a guy, uh, uh, in, in contrast, there's a guy splashed all over the New York newspapers right now. Oh, in the uh, fresh market? Huh? I'll let you continue. Oh, there's a guy as a lawyer in Manhattan. Yeah, this is what I'm... Aaron Schlossberg, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He uh, was captured on a video that went viral. Uh, And he's 42 years old, and he's a lawyer. And apparently he was behaving extremely poorly uh, in a restaurant, uh, complaining about the Hispanic help. It was the Midtown Fresh Market, and he was complaining that one of the uh, employees was speaking Spanish to a customer. Right. That's what set him off. And that that apparently uh, upset him. And he did the stupid thing, you know, hey, get out of my country, that silly BS. The, right. the guy's a moron. Shut up. He's a moron. Right. He's now being destroyed. He should lose his job, is what I heard. He well, should be fired. Well, he's he is. He's been barred from entering his own building. He's he's going. His life and his job will be destroyed because he was caught in this racist diatribe. I even hesitate to use the word racist because the word no longer means anything. But when it did mean something, he certainly was engaged in that yeah. by questioning the uh, the uh, legitimacy of these workers in the United States. Right, he sh- he, right. He should not have to lose his. And job. now he's uh, he's having his life ruined by the New York Daily News, Starbucks. Uh, look at the trouble they went through when they denied a couple of black guys the right to use the can. Right, became a national story. National boycotts. Na- we, and and uh, now they're done. in the news again. Starbucks. Uh, just a minute. Starbucks is in the news again. For racist allegations after a Latino customer received a cup with beaner written on it. Uh, in, uh, uh, where was it? California? I don't know. My, I'm, point, I'm my, my, my point being, and this is, this is where America 
is is being poorly served by news gatherers, generally speaking. The template of the of the current news gatherer in this country, the template includes an agenda by which white Americans are fair game for destruction in many aspects across the board of life. Mm-hmm. And because, most generally speaking, the template of news gathering organizations involves the task of undermining this country. These are the harshest things I've ever said about the news gathering business, but I've come to unfortunately believe that what I'm saying is true. Mm-hmm. We are poorly served, generally speaking, by the news gathering institutions in this country. They would never, ever do the story of the Reverend Moultrie lying about the police officer in <laughs> right. South Carolina. They have, they have because not. Because it would, why, why? Because it, it doesn't fit the narrative. Thank you. It doesn't, it, it cannot be broadcast or written about because it doesn't fit the template. The template is only white people can be guilty of these kinds of crimes. Where again, this is where the left denigrates people of color. It, 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 you might as well be saying he has a lesser man than you are. You are condescending and disingenuous for trying to let black guys off the hook for behavior you're not going to let anybody else off the hook for. Right. Right? This should have... With Moultrie, maybe, you'll, maybe the woman in South Carolina who made up her BS, maybe that doesn't become a national story. Because she's a nobody. Okay. I get what you're saying. And this... But this Schlossberg guy in New York, who's now having his law career and his life ruined, right? Because it fits the template to ruin him. He's a nobody. He's a nobody. You ever heard of him before? Nope. You're just a guy in New York who said stupid things in a restaurant. Right. Okay. But you you can make the argument that the Reverend Jared Moultrie is not a nobody. He is a respected member of his community. He is a pastor. He is his local NAACP chapter president. Why is that not a part of, say, ABC Nightly News? We turn our attention now to Timmonsville, South Carolina, where it's discovered that a pastor named the Reverend Jared Moultrie turns out he made up a complete false uh, allegation about his interaction with the uh, police department in Timmonsville. Uh, here is what the Reverend Moultrie wrote on Facebook. And then you'd see the screenshot of his, right. his BS. And here for you, we'll play the audio of what the police officers, ba- uh, what do you call it? Body camera right. captured. Why isn't that a story? Well, it's not a story because we've just answered our own question. We are poorly served by the news gathering industry. It doesn't fit the template. Well, I'm, To me, to me, that does more to create division. It would heal division. Moultrie is as credible as anybody to be held to any st- to to be held to a moral and ethical standard mm-hmm. by saying, "Well, he's a black guy. We're not going to touch him. We're not going to hold him to a moral and ethical standard." You are demeaning him. Right. You're not helping out anyone. You are demeaning him. The left. If black America 
doesn't wake up and realize that Mysterians are leading them down the wrong road. It's we're we're in for some serious serious problems. Black uh, black and white race relations in this country have never been worse. We just had eight years of a black president. They've never been worse, and it's aided and abetted by a news gathering industry that does not have it in its template to treat black people equally, which is the irony, because they're the lefties. They're the champions of the downtrodden. And here comes a guy. Oh, we can't touch him. We can't tell you the real story. He's a black guy. We're not going to tell you that story. Yeah, he gets B a as in B, S as in S. You demean him with that attitude. Hold his feet to the fire. Hey, what happened here? Well, I made it up. Why? Why? I wanted to uh, 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 have a great story. I knew it would go viral. And it did. But you but you lied, sir. You are lying. So the, the sad realization that's unfortunately all too easy to come to is that uh, the decline of moral and ethical integrity in the United States... Uh, is aided and abetted by a completely, generally speaking, failed news-gathering institutions. Where are the editors? I'm sure that was. A, I'm sure that. I'm sure that was a story, maybe on the local uh, newscast uh, out of uh, Charleston or whatever. I, I don't know. Whatever. Okay, but 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 nationally, the country's divided fifty-fifty, and. The country is has is divided uh, uh, racially uh, with with people desperate to understand the interactions between people of color and the police, for example. But the only, 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 only story you're going to get is when people of color are mistreated by the police, and that that is a story. That should be a story. Equally, it should be a story when you have prominent people of color planting the idea that they have been mistreated when, in fact, they have not been. That's a story. I know what a story is. Especially if you're the NAACP president in South Carolina. I'll give you the woman. We don't know anything about her. She's not a pastor. She's not an NAACP president. I'll give you that one. That's not a story. Okay. You you can't sneak the, the, the pastor by me and tell me that's not a story. The hell it isn't. It's a story. And you'll never see it. On ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, uh, you're not going to read about it in the New York Times, uh, L.A. Times, uh, Miami Herald, Atlanta Journal-Constitution probably didn't even cover it. Did I ever tell you I can name every newspaper in the... I've uh, tested you and you can. I'm not going to check your... Uh, I'm not going to question you on this. Want to take us to break? Just make a move. Joe Suchere. Go, Howard, go ahead, please. Thanks, Joe. Uh, hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Um, my, my view is even more cynical. I mean, I, number one, I completely agree with what you're saying. And I'm, I'm going to be breaking up in a second because it all breaks up right about here. But uh, I agree with what you're completely saying. But even further... It's more sinister than that because newspapers have never been in the business of reporting the news. Newspapers and news media outlets 
have always been in the, in the business of selling newspapers and, and gaining ad time. Well, there he went. He broke that up. Mean, and, and this narrative, this narrative sells newspapers, which is amazing to me because they're doing news media outlets are doing themselves such a disservice, especially in a time when, as you know better than anybody, newspapers are dying on the vine. Well, first it, of it all, really surprises for, me. Here, here, here. Uh, first of all, I disagree. Uh, uh, newspapers have a uh, extraordinary and important role in American life, and they have reported news. Two, uh, to me, you would sell you would sell newspapers precisely by doing the Reverend Moultrie story, not by hiding I, it. Yeah, I completely agree, and that's that's the irony here. Yeah, you know, I, I, I it, it really astounds me. But you know. I guess the other thing, though, here, Joe, as I was thinking about this as I was was waiting to go on, you know, I've I've read newspapers. I'm a geek. I've I've read newspapers starting from uh, the 1860s, you know, talking about the election of Abraham Lincoln, blah, 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 blah. And newspapers and newspaper reporters have always had it within their capacity to be terribly biased. And, and again, you of all people know this. Mm -hmm. And so the behavior that we're seeing really isn't all that surprising. But what does surprise me is that we as a nation, as a media-consuming public, haven't seemed to have gotten any smarter. No. It really surprises me. All right. Thank you. Trump, for all his bombast and all of his childishness and all all of his thin-skinness, has struck a vein of truth when he criticizes the news gatherers. Right, he takes it too far. He struck but... a vein of truth that people understand that he's innately uh, correct in many cases. Yes, but he just he doesn't know how to do it smartly. Tom? Hey, Joe. Hi. Trying to think of a concise way to say this. Um, there is irony to be found in the fact that we've got these folks who are clearly trying to tear down uh, eons of Western civilization. Mm-hmm. And they don't seem to understand that it's Western civilization, despite its many faults, that have gotten us to the point where you can complain about something like two black men being asked to leave a Starbucks. Mm -hmm. Now, never mind the fact that, as you're aware, it's hard to even open the Pioneer Press these days without seeing yet another young black male killing yet another young black male. Mm -hmm. But Starbucks is in the headlines. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it's like I said to you a couple of weeks ago, which is where, you know, good luck to us all when these folks are in charge. But then you look at that that African-American representative that you talked about who blames the Jews for the weather Mm -hmm. and then can't figure out that a painting is not Nazis escorting a young lady. It's them taking her to her death. Right. These are the people in charge. And poorly educated people because the academy is destroyed. Well, absolutely, Joe. Now, here we have the Minnesota budget being vetoed because he wants more money for education. Yeah, I don't know why well, schools should be allowed to not have to keep a budget. Good luck, Joe. Yeah, good luck, man. Do we need the good luck, huh? We got another one here. Now what have we got? A South Orange, New Jersey police officer was berated by a school board member during a routine traffic stop, and it went viral. New Jersey South Orange Maplewood School Board member Stephanie Lawson-Muhammad 
has drawn criticism over her treatment of a police officer after she was given a citation for speeding. The dash cam video recorded by the officer that pulled her over for driving 37 in a 25-mile-per-hour zone drew scrutiny, not because of her alleged violation, but because of what she said to the copper. Once the officer approaches her car, Lawson Dash Muhammad tells him, my name is Stephanie Lawson Muhammad. I'm on the school board. I'm a community member of this town. I'm sorry if I was speeding. After apologizing, Miss Lawson Muhammad asks if her daughter may exit the vehicle so that she may proceed to school. The copper lets the kid out of the car. After pleading to get her other daughter to school, the officer says, ma'am, I'll get you out of here as quickly as I can. Lawson Dash Muhammad then said, I'm scared of cops because you guys hurt black people. The officer responds, ma'am, do you want me to call an ambulance? To which Lawson Muhammad says, no, I don't want you to call an ambulance. That was a bleeping insult. She used the F-bomb on him. I thought that was a pretty good line. That is a great line. That's a pretty good line. After returning from his squad car and explaining that he could not withdraw the summons he had issued, Lawson Dash Muhammad proceeded to tell the officer, then I'll call Sheena, referring to the president of the village, and your skinhead cop chief, too. Mrs. Lawson Dash Muhammad is accused of using her husband's position as lineage to the Nation of Islam, as well as her stature as a public official to sway the officer who pulled her over. Woo! Once the ideal, once the ordeal went vile, uh, viral. <laughs> it was it it's was vile. actually very vile, but it went viral as well. Chairman of the uh, local Black Parents Workshop, Walter Field, said when viewing the video, it is clear that board member Lawson Dash Muhammad attempted to exercise her civic privilege during a routine traffic stop. Board member Lawson Dash Muhammad also infers that she is afraid of police, a reference that I believe attempts to manipulate the officer given the tensions between the African-American community and law enforcement. Under no circumstances is this behavior from a public servant no less acceptable. Ms. Lawson Dash Muhammad must resign her position. So you got pushback okay, right there. Okay, there's pushback. Got pushback right there from a, a fellow uh, African-American. Can you imagine how often these cops have to bite their oh, tongue? Oh, my God. You just have to, and, you know, I love to kill them with kindness. Oh, then in this case, would you like would me you to like call me to you get an, ambulance? you an ambulance? Yeah, I can do that for you. No, didn't, I don't need a bleep. But, uh, didn't Roycey pull that at the yeah. movie theater? Yeah, Roycey was, was going to tell, some, <laughs> tell somebody, hey, you want me to get you an ambulance? You want me to call you an ambulance? <laughs> <laughs> oh. We'll be back shortly, but now thanks to our wonderful friends in uh, Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated, is Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and Your Money Now. You know, whenever I get into an altercation in the store with somebody over a product or something... You just draw your gun, don't you? I say, do you know who I am? Yeah. And they they say no. When they say no, I run out real quick. Best way to avoid getting caught. Uh, Stocks are headed for losses today. The market kind of struggling for direction. The major indexes were higher earlier, but now are in the red, with the Dow Industrials down 64 points. The NASDAQ Composite is down 10, and the S&P 500 is off just two points. So we still could get a turnaround. We'll see. Amazon has completed the process of visiting all 20 cities that are finalists in its search for a second headquarters. That puts the company just one step closer 
closer to deciding which city is the big winner and will get HQ2. Here's good news for the class of 2018. Those college students are graduating into the strongest job market in a decade. CareerBuilder says 80% of the companies it surveyed said they plan to hire college grads this year. That's up from 60% 10 years ago. And more than half of employers surveyed cite starting salaries of $40,000 or more. As for the most sought-after degrees or majors, business topped the rankings with more than a third of companies surveyed looking to hire grads with that major. I'm Bruce Vale with your Money Now on 1500 ESPN. All right, thank you very much. It's not great news, but it is very accurate. I appreciate that. Uh, Bruce Vale with the Your Money Now report. Hey, the fourth annual Town Ball Classic happening Saturday, May 26th. It's at Target Field. Tickets on sale now. Ten bucks, three games. Money raised benefits the Twins Community Fund. More details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. It's a great time. The Town Ball Classic. Garage Logic segment number eight. What did you do? Double click? Voices I, I, I just, I can't. Here's John Hyde. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. It's uh, sunny at 83 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. No twins today. It's an off day. They'll be opening up a three-game series tomorrow night at Target Field against the Milwaukee Brewers. The Lynx will open up their season this weekend, uh, their real season. They're done with the preseason. They open Sunday against the L.A. Sparks, the team that they beat for the championship last year. That's a 4 o'clock game at the Target Center. And yes, just to rub it in a bit. Commencing will... Garage Logic segment number 8. There we go, Rain wow. Man. There we are. Oh, my God. <laughs> just, Thanks, Rainy. You guys know we're on, right? Just to yeah. uh, get that segment. Dad lets me hit the buttons. Of definitely number eight. I had to definitely have to have number eight. Just to uh, rub it in a little bit, they will raise the 2017 Ooh. championship. Jesus. Dad lets me drive Lynx. slow on the audio driveway. The Lynx play the Sparks on Sunday, Joe, to open up their season. Oh, See, they I beat remember the Sparks beat, last year. Yeah, in the championship uh, Revenge! And uh, uh, to rub it in a bit, they'll raise the 2017 well, very good. championship banner. Before Never pass up the game. chance to give them the needle. Uh-huh. Uh, by the, we should turn your mic what? on. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I was trying to just tell you them a quiet I'm, message. Yep. Uh, you know okay. what, John? Who cares? We're going to have the Lake Detective on after Dave Dahl's weather. Oh, there good, because we got to get rid easy. of this bog yeah. up on Long Lake. I was yeah. just going to say the that bog. because of John's uh, last hour news segments, uh, we have become inundated with requests for people <laughs> to come visit basic tour attractions around the state. How about sure. the bog? How about the giant toe in, is it Vining, Minnesota? Wow. Uh, I didn't know that you could get a toe there. You get a toe. Uh, that's from Mitch. Uh, Judy writes really? in and says, "You gotta don't forget about the big deer in Deerwood, Minnesota. Uh-huh. I've seen sure. that yeah. yeah, during hunting season. Yeah. From LD, I've calculated the weight of the bog, 13 million pounds. Oh. They'll need a bigger boat. <laughs> so what he has to say is not going to surprise you because he's not going to be stumped. Huh. Cool. Uh, news notes from today. 
couple of weird incidents involving, uh, well, uh, perverts in the Twin Cities. Oh. Criminal sexual conduct charge has been filed against a man accused of pulling down the pants of a woman sleeping on a light rail train heading into downtown St. Paul. Oh, my God. Authorities allege a 39-year-old woman on the train woke up on March 10th to find 70-year-old Kenneth Logan's pulling down her pants and underpants. St. Paul Pioneer Press reporting an acquaintance of the woman took a picture of Logan, gave it to police who used it to identify him. Authorities say they also have surveillance video footage from the train. Court documents don't list an attorney for Logan's, and uh, he hasn't uh, said why he was doing any of this. Why Zeta police, meanwhile, are searching for a male they say tried to grab the bottom of a female's dress in the driveway of her Long Lake residence Wednesday night. According to a release from the department, officers responded to a call of a suspicious male on Apple Glen Road about 10.30 p.m. Wednesday. There, a female resident said she had just come home, pulled her vehicle into the garage. As she got out of the vehicle, a man reportedly walked up her driveway and asked for directions. While they were talking, he allegedly moved close to her, reached out, and tried to grab the bottom of her dress. It reportedly left quickly when she began to scream. Surveillance video in the area shows the male following the female to her home in his vehicle which is described as a smaller passenger car. The man described as being in his 50s and chubby with droopy eyes and thinning hair. Five foot seven to five foot eight, wearing dark pants and a light-colored shirt. Anyone with info asked to call the YZ a police department. Authorities say a woman... Well, ki- they're out there, aren't they, John? Yeah, they really are. Yeah. yeah. Authorities say a woman killed in that two-vehicle crash on Highway 65 in Ham Lake may have been riding her bicycle in traffic lanes. Deputies were sent to the area of Highway 65 and 157th Avenue Northeast after several people had called 911 to report a car versus pedestrian crash shortly after 11 last night. When deputies got there, they found a woman lying on the highway. Despite life-saving efforts, the woman was pronounced dead. Initial reports indicate the woman may have been riding the bicycle in the middle of the northbound lanes of Highway 65 when she was hit. Two vehicles were involved in the crash. The name of the woman has not been uh, released that area, Joe. Uh, that's my area where I mm-hmm. live. The speed limit there is sixty-five. Well, she shouldn't have been there, Joe. No, it's a highway. It's right. not a not a city street at that point. That's Central Avenue, isn't it? Yeah, way up, yeah. way up uh, yeah. north on the north side. President Trump said he's hopeful a planned face-to-face meeting with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un will happen. But even if it doesn't, he says the U.S. will be in great shape. North Korea threatened Tuesday to cancel the June 12th summit between Kim and Trump in Singapore. Pyongyang stated it would not entertain a one-sided demand from Trump for the country to give up its nuclear weapons. That announcement came hours after North Korea canceled high-level talks with South Korea over Seoul's joint military exercises with the U.S. The mother of that 19-year-old accused of shooting inside his former high school yesterday says he was bullied and recently had been beaten so badly his jaw was broken. Matthew Milby is facing three charges of aggravated discharge of a firearm, all Class X fel- uh, felonies for allegedly shooting inside Dixon High School on Wednesday. School resource officer Mark Dallas shot and wounded Milby in an exchange of gunfire outside the school. Police credited him with saving countless lives. According to the Dixon Police Department, Milbury is out of the hospital and his bond has been set at $2 million. Julie Milby told a CBS Chicago reporter that while her son endured the injuries she mentioned, others watched and no one offered to help. Okay, here's the pushback. I'm sorry to interrupt, mm-hmm, Johnny. Sure. The pushback is, who who hit him, who beat him up? Let's find who they are and let's file assault charges on the dummies that did that to try to stop this. I mean, the kid should never bring a gun to school, but he felt frustrated. So let's find out who these dummies are and prosecute him with assault charges. Uh, Julie Milbury says she has no idea where her son could have gotten the gun that he's accused 
of firing. An audiologist in the United Kingdom who goes by the moniker Wax Whisper has shared a gruesome clip featuring a patient whose earwax was so backed up it had become no, infected. No, it's like Shrek, no. and then you put a thing, and it's a candle. You so pull it out, disgusting. and it's a candle. Why would you bring a story it's like that? Oh, my yeah. God. It's like Shrek. Neil Rathatha, who owns and operates the Here Clinic. Get it? The Here oh, Clinic. Here? Here. H-E-A-R. Hello? Said the patient's hearing aid had caused the wax to build. Whoa. How old was this dummy? It doesn't uh, have And an if age he could light his hearing report. aid on fire, yeah. it would become a go. candle. Yeah. Uh, Ray Thatha told the son it would be impossible to self-remove. Oh, we don't have the age because he wouldn't identify the patient. You're oh. still He's, there? He said the client in this case wore a hearing aid, which can cause earwax buildup as it can prevent the oh. natural migration of earwax out of the canal. Ray Thatha said the buildup was so bad the patient could no longer hear and had, de- had developed a <laughs> fungal infection surrounding the wax. You still there? Yep. <laughs> he didn't say when. The... Work on that wax there for you, sir. Pardon me? Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we'll get it. We'll get it out of there. Didn't no, say... they're going to be okay. No, all right, we're going to get it out of there for you. Where's the party? Uh, don't worry about the party. We're going to huh? deal with your wax first. Huh? No, it's the wax. We're going to get the wax for you. Where's the party? I don't. There'll be a party only after we get your ears uh, settled, sir. Uh, a guy hit a uh, guy from Korea. Yeah, we got uh, a Korean uh, on the staff. That's Kim Jong Un, yeah. and he's gonna maybe meet with uh, <laughs> President Trump pretty here. soon. Just you relax, sir. Yeah. We are. We are. Uh, just just please relax. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. As a result of your hearing aid. Are you going? No. As a result of your hearing aid, you've got a, an infection there. We need to get in there and scrape that out. It took it. Yes, yes. I just get the phone, pal. It took about 10 minutes for Rathatha to completely remove the wax, which he said had caused a foul odor in the ear. I can imagine. The video shows him tugging at the wax to free it while cleaning the surrounding area. We get the whole staff like a tug of war. This you know, is the <laughs> longest story the, ever. The, the a lot do- of earwax. Doctor said I had to be very delicate when peeling the dead infected okay. skin off the ear oh. canal and ear John, drum. what is cool. wrong with you? <laughs> Usually only takes about half that time. You still there? Yes. Yeah. No, it's still we're still peeling, story. sir. It's just... Uh, You've got about five or six pounds of wax buildup here. Pardon me? About five or six pounds of wax buildup. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. We'll get it. Dr. Rathatha told the son the patient required follow-up appointments to treat the infection, but is now okay. All right. Let's go, Hawkeyes. Let's go, Hawkeyes. How much better your hearing is now, sir? You feel better? I think he feels much better All right. You take us to break. Pardon me? Yeah. Goodbye. I think we got it there. All right, Garage Logic will return as soon as I get back to my regular. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're up to 83 degrees, heading for a high today of at least 84. Now it looks like it will probably pop up to about 86 for the high this afternoon. Low tonight under partly cloudy skies down to 62. A little breezy at times, up to 15 miles per hour out of the southeast. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, breezy, and warm and muggy again. 84 for the high, dew points up in the lower 60s. Saturday starts out good, some sunshine. Temperatures warm up quickly into the lower 70s. And then we have a chance of showers and thunderstorms developing in the afternoon into the evening hours. That's going to continue, unfortunately, into Sunday as well. So 73 on Saturday. Sunday, those morning clouds and showers keep our temp at about 70 for the high on Sunday with some sunshine, I think, in the afternoon. 
And then Monday through Wednesday of next week, it warms up, getting to the lower 80s Wednesday and Thursday. Again, today, Joe, going for a high of about 86. We're at 83, and I have the records for the day. May 17th. 93. 93. In 1987. In 1987. 31. 31. 1907. In 1907. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Rook, what's happening? Still trying to get a hold of LD. Well, was he uh, anticipating this to be the time he'd come on? There's a we got a bog problem. We got a major bog problem. He's bigger. extremely familiar with it. I wonder if he's involved in the case. Uh, he said he was consulted, and he also said he was born in Brainerd, so he has got a a history. Lake Detective. Lake Detective. Lake Detective. Lake Detective. I think I got it solved. Hello, Lake Detective. Good afternoon, Joe. We got a big bog that's getting bigger. I guess. And I hope they can figure out something to do because it's not going to go away. I got an idea. It just occurred to me. Everybody get out their leaf blowers. I don't want any mockery. I just have uh-huh, an idea, LD. Uh-huh. Is that a floating bog? Yes, it is. All right, here's... Have you ever seen... I'm amazed at myself that I've come up with this idea. Oh, let's hear it before and I, we... And I'm so confident in it, I even have the confidence to, to present it in front of the man who's never been stumped. <laughs> right. You ready, LD? I'm ready. Shoot. Have you ever seen the videos of helicopters... Uh, bearing uh, some sort of uh, uh, almost medieval-looking circulating saws. Oh yes, and they're used to uh, to clear the tops of pine trees or whatever when power lines are going to be put through. I sure have seen those things. They're they're impressive. All right, you get yourself the chopper. Uh-huh. I'm not being facetious no. here. You get yourself uh-huh. the chopper with that giant saw. And carve this bog up into manageable hunks that can be towed away. No, I think what? that is That's your. Fantastic! I think that is a sound idea because the peat bog is made up of all this vegetation, so the saw would be able to go right through it. Well, two, I think you're just kissing up, no, LD. No, there's two no great metal in there. Here, LD. No, two great minds. He says. Uh, huh. The the. The picture of these goofballs in outboard fishing boats trying to tow this thing, I thought terribly comical. Well, that was the best best shot they had at the time because if it was a little bit smaller, like say the size of a you know backyard, you might have a chance. But this thing is like four acres. So. Is this unusual? <laughs> yes, it is. Well, what happened? Well, water levels came up. And which the bog was originally just partly rooted in. Water levels come up, you know, just a couple inches, a few inches, a little bit of wind. It refloats this thing, and then it takes off like a sail. Which, by the way, speaking of sails, you know, another possibility is they could just mount some big old sails in there, and when the wind was right, blow that thing right on back to the other side. You know, that's not a bad idea either. (laughs) But what... Is there any good place on North Long Lake for that bog to be established? The best place would be to try to get it right back to where it came from. 
which is an unoccupied, uh, what, stretch of shoreline? Yes, it is. Yes, yes. Because if that thing now grounds and it puts roots down, you know, the the cattails, they get the roots bit down into that sediment. Oh, man, you're never going to move that thing. You know, there's an old saying, LD, there's an old saying that I think has just been given lie to. Uh-huh. They're, they, they're no longer making any lakeshore. Well, the hell they're not. <laughs> That's this, right. Anchor this baby and let her root and put homes on it. A little floating bog be pretty uh, pretty special. Aren't trees even growing on it now? I think they could because here's what happens. That peat doesn't decompose. I've been on lakes where they've had floating bogs for over 100 years, and wow. they don't decompose. They get enough nutrients. There's just enough growth, and it can support trees, small trees. Yes, it can. Uh, LD, can you walk on this bog? Oh, yes. You sure can. Yeah, it's probably a foot, foot and a half thick. Now there's going to be some gaps in there. you got to be pretty careful, Yeah, but you can certainly walk on it. Do the Tom Sawyer thing. Uh, get a big pole and raft it out of there. Just <laughs> That's right. shove that baby across the lake. See, well, I have a theory too, LD, and I don't, this is, I liken it to some kind of um, senior prank. You know, like putting in maybe a, <laughs> a sailboat in a, uh, in a swimming pool somewhere. Maybe some kids just came by and, and picked it up and just tossed it in the lake. You don't think so? Oh, the bog? Yeah. Yeah, they could have no, done that. that if they could lift 13 million pounds. Yeah, it'd be a lot of a lot of students. LD, are you on the case? Are you oh, involved in any way as a consultant? We consult are just coming or? off a, a gorgeous lake, Lake Sylvia. We went around the entire lake on a beautiful day looking for, you know, exotic and non-native species. So a little bit of work, but on a day like today, it was a pretty good. Where's pretty Where's fun. Lake Sylvia? That is in Wright County. Wright County. No, yes. are you involved in any way in the bog case? Oh, in the, I'm sorry, in the bog case. Yeah. No, but I'm keeping close attention to it because uh, I went to Legionville, too. That's apparently where it's parked right now, right. right on front. Well, yeah, and the kids don't even have a swimming beach now. <laughs> That's right. My dad helped build Legionville back in the 40s. Really? So I'm a little bit uh, partial to that place. And now there's this monstrous beast yes, hanging they- out at their beach. What we do is we need some rain, lift that lake up a few inches, and then that'll float that bog. Then they got a shot, but they're going to need some big, need some bigger boats. Will you please convey to the authorities my helicopter idea? I sure will. With the saw? Yes. Slice that thing up like you're cutting up a pizza at Carboni's. Well, it's it, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and then it'd be manageable. That's yeah. what we're going to have to do. It's it's fairly unmanageable. At Hell, this you point. can turn it into a charity thing. Buy a piece of the bog. <laughs> That's right. Pizza at Carboni's. <laughs> well, LD, always uh, great to talk to you, and uh, I, I'm glad uh, you're enjoying the warm weather when you're out in the skiff called Ooh, Good Luck. That's right. Yeah. Water temperature is mid-60s right now, so it's... You damn it's near could go swimming. That's right. Yeah. Thanks, LD. You're welcome. You're right, the buddy. best. Thank you, John. He's the best. He's never been stumped. I'm trying to say two like minds. Late. Yeah, two great minds. No. Have you ever seen the videos of those choppers with the saws? Detective. I have. I'm being deadly serious. In theory, yeah. In theory, why, might... couldn't, why couldn't you arrange Late. the chopper to, to have the, the saw slice down the damn bogs? Then turn around, come back, slice some more. I don't bang, know how much bang. that would cost. You know what? Bang, bang, boom. You got, you got four... Uh, diving pads across the lake. You drag them everywhere, and boom, you got you got uh, you got money on North Long Lake. Get the chopper with the giant circular saw. All right. Another ruling with wisdom from the mayor's oh, office my. in Garage I'm get Logic. Sick here, yeah.
Regarding the bog problem? Yes. Offsite correspondent Jordy notes, there is no problem that cannot be solved with a suitable amount of explosives. Huh. He's huh. right. It's like blowing up the blubber whale on the beach. But then you got the the, the mess would be... Yeah, the mess would be really uh, bad. Very impractical to try to corral that. Yes. I like my helicopter saw blade idea. I guess I can't mock it or rip it until if it's... If LD says it possibly could work... Annabelle Jim says put it. solar panels on it and let... Let it Would become it a troll. It'll be troll itself away. <laughs> well, is Patrick in the house? Ideas. Is Patrick in the He's house? He's not in the house. He's uh, on location. He is? At the Canopy Group. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 15, is he going to do the show? Yeah, he'll be here. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 83 lovely degrees back with sports.